episode 479 how to become a sales machine with john rankins the awaken your alpha podcast tracking down the finest alpha minds on the planet for you i'm adam lewis walker host of the number one men's development podcast that is now a best-selling book awaken your alpha tales and tactics to thrive and it is my mission to share you the real stories the useful stuff the juicy stuff and the reality of what it takes to thrive do the little guy a favor subscribe and review it'll help get him off my back if you've ever thought or dreamed or wondered what it would be like to do a TEDx talk, you can get this completely free 45-minute training masterclass on how to land your TEDx talk in 90 days or less without wasting your time on the wrong opportunities. That training is brand new for 2021. You can jump over there, talkaccelerator.com forward slash masterclass. That's talkxcel e-r-a-t-o-r.com it really digs into the three key secrets to landing your own tedx talk amplify your message and amplify your mission all links mentioned in the episode will be in the show notes at ayalpha.com get to the podcast okay enjoy the show this week we have john rankins he's an international best-selling author speaker multi-millionaire entrepreneur and creator of the sales machine software Known for his entrepreneurial focus on sales and leadership training, John's mission to develop leaders and change lives is the reason he's one of the most sought-after business trainers alive today. John, are you ready to awaken your alpha today? Great, let's do it. Awesome. That was a very brief introduction about you. What are you all about at the moment? What, like, what's your mission? And is there anything you'd like to add or highlight to that bio? Well, to be honest with you, I'm basically a peddler. You know, I started out going door-to-door, since I was a child, I mean, throwing newspapers, mowing lawns, and just learning the techniques of persuasion, influence and persuasion, and how to make a buck, whether it be five bucks uh, mowing a lawn, or whether it being winning every contest uh, throughout the, the, the city or the county uh, for signing up the most subscriptions with the free offering. And what I mean by that is, you know, I, I'm 51 and I used to go door to door signing up newspapers uh, and new subscriptions. And the way I would do it was by offering people uh, a free offer, a 30 day free. If you don't like my service, then I'll pay for it. Don't worry about it. And I've just continued that journey uh, for the last, you know, 50 years. And uh, so essentially they, they, they call me the sales machine because I created a software okay. that uh, really rewards, recognizes, and influences and persuades sales teams to know what to do, when to do it, and how to do it without me being there. I mean, I want to jump right back to your origins. Like, where are you originally from? Where are you speaking to us from today? And also, like, what did did you ever think you'd be doing anything like this? And what did you want to be when you was growing up? Yeah, well, you know, I grew up with a single mom on welfare in the United States. So, you know, my father left before I was born. And, you know, we were pretty much left to fend for ourselves. And my mom, uh, she's amazing. She, she worked uh, day and night, you know, cleaning uh, wealthy people's homes. Uh, and we, you know, we were left uh, to fend for ourselves uh, as, as children to, 
to figure out how to make money. Yeah. And uh, that's why I started early on. Uh, you know, if I wanted new school clothes, uh, I had to earn the money myself. So, you know, I go pull weeds or, or throw newspapers or do whatever I could just to, to buy new school clothes to fit in. You know what I mean? Yeah. My, my, my grandfather taught me an important lesson, and that was uh, look where you're going, not where you've been. Uh, because the past doesn't matter. And you talk about stories and bullshit stories. So, you know, I was always the smallest guy in the group. Uh, I hit puberty late in high school. It was ridiculing. Uh, trying out for sports teams. Everyone was always bigger. I was and the little guy. I've got a classic photo where I, like this, the, the athletics team goes along and then it's like, I'm a head below everyone. Like yeah. a long way. <laughs> exactly. And making the team was tough. You know, I was always bruised and battered and, and, and surprisingly I did make the teams. It was just my, my hunger and my gut and my toughness. And where, then, whereabouts in the U S was it originally? It was in a place called Coachella, California, where they have the music festival. Yeah. So I said, I that's, that's why it's so famous now. <laughs> yeah. I was segregating the neighborhood. It's all Hispanics. Uh, we were like the only white family there and we were on welfare. Uh, and, uh, but it built character, you know, it built character. And I learned to appreciate, you know, all nationalities, all peoples. So where are you speaking to us from today? Right now I'm in Manila, Philippines. I run my organization here and we're on lockdown. So I don't know if you know what lockdown is, but, uh, the president, Duterte, announced on Monday uh, that everyone is going to be quarantined to their house for the next 30 days. Mm -hmm. All private companies are shut down. Uh, grocery stores are open. Medical facilities are open. Drug stores are open. And that's it. Everybody else, all the transportation has been shut down. We've been shut down for four weeks. Wow. Yeah, so obviously this, for anyone listening to this, whenever you listen to this is, I'm going to date the episode because I think it's important to, you know, get sort of time capsules of all this, the craziness that's going on with coronavirus. This is March 18th, 2020. Looking at your information as well, you know, you've trained over 10,000 people in sales and leadership and you have over 4,000 full-time salespeople distributing products all over Southeast Asia. How long have you been there? What drew you to that area? And yeah, tell us a little bit about that story. Uh, I got out of high school straight into the military, into the United States Navy, and they recruited me for submarines, and I did that. I poked holes in the ocean for four years, spied on Russians, uh, can't go into <laughs> that very deeply, and then, you know, I hated it. Uh, I was going to say, that, so it doesn't sound like there was ever a point where you thought, oh, I wonder if I'd do this for the rest of my life. It was, you were quite clear. Once you got into it, I'm going to be out after four years kind of scenario. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was totally out. I joined for the GI Bill. So it wasn't, you know, like I'm going to serve my country kind mm -hmm. of thing. No, it was, I need money for college. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> they had a GI bill and that's why I did it. Uh, I did it honorably and I got out. And uh, I, when I got out, I, I looked at everybody else that had already got, you know, that didn't go into the military that were my high school mates. They were already graduating college. Mm. And now I had the money to go to college, but all I could see was four years from now, I'll be graduating college and they'll be four years ahead of me. Ah. And I'm like, you know, this, this just really doesn't work and I need a job. 
So I was waiting for the semester to start and I got it. I looked, I wanted to sell cars because there's $2,000 signing bonuses, right? Just to start. Yeah. <laughs> but no one would hire me. I had acne on my face and stuff. And they're like, no, nah, yeah, we don't want you. I got a job going, uh, I, not really a job. I got a distribute, a distribution agreement with a, a toy company selling baggy pants and stuff door to door. Whoa. And I needed the money, so I did it. And I was really good at it. People saying, no, get out of here, <laughs> throwing things at you, slamming doors in the, your face. And, you know, it just never bothered me because at the end of the day, I was always looking where I'm going, not where I've been. And the whole goal was just to make a hundred bucks a day. And I did I that. like the clear, I like the clear goal. That's, I think that's important. Even, you know, whatever your, whether it's a hundred bucks a day, a thousand bucks a day, probably in your scenario now, a huge amount more, but I think it's important to have them clear, you know, performance markers. Well, yeah. So, you know, it's a funny way that that all started. I actually... I actually quit the first day when I didn't understand it. But anyway, I went back and then I said, you know what, if these guys, other guys can do it, I know I can do it. And then I was just really good at it. And I was really good at relating to people needing to make money and mm. teaching them how to make money and how to focus on the prize. And don't worry about all the noise because it's all noise. Everything is noise besides your goal and what you're focused on, everything else is noise. And I was able to recruit, retain, uh, train thousands of people. And then I became successful in the United States. I opened four branch offices and this parent company, uh, and I did that in, in a period of you know a year and a half, they said, you know what, we need someone to expand us internationally. And so I jumped on board and I expanded them into India and then into the Philippines, eventually South Korea, Singapore, uh, Indonesia, Venezuela. And now I work with an organization that spans seven countries, Taiwan, Malaysia, Thailand. And we empower people with opportunity to change their lives. And now we own our own brands. I was going to say, when was that kind of that pull to like do your own thing within the organization or, you know, that pull, that entrepreneurial pull away as well? Well, they had a, a, a they had, you know, a hierarchy system where you could become a vice president. And I actually became a country head after two and a half years. I was running a country. And after three and a half years, I was doing a million dollars in sales a month. And they promoted me to vice president. And then within three years after that, the founder of the company was extremely successful. He's close to being a billionaire. Uh, he said, you guys can just all buy me out, pay me for the product and you guys own it. So that's what I did. I bought him out. And uh, there's another guy who bought him out in Southeast Asia, Patrick Tang, my partner. And we decided to merge our company, which turned it into a global force of 4,000 people. What a story. I love this. So just I mean, peddlers, man. <laughs> a link to that. A very, a very advanced and skillful peddler who scoured it. But I mean, what do you think? You know, there's a lot of people out there who would think, oh, that sounds good. And I'm sure there's obviously there's a lot of people in sales. What do you think was kind of like your special source or just something that, you know, enabled you to have that, you know, relatively quick rise, it sounds like? 
Dude, I'm an overnight success, man. <laughs> I would is. never say that to you. That's like an insult to people. I'm an overnight <laughs> success. It only took me like 30 years. Yeah, wow. Just like that. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> yeah, like the other day I heard Gary B said, if I Gary B said on his podcast that, you know, if he hears another millennial say, I would like to be rich or have a, a multi-million dollar company by the time I'm 30, I'm gonna puke. Uh, and, and I was laughing. I was laughing so hard because I'm like, dude, I get it. You know, I, a lot of people also call me the millionaire maker. I actually empowered uh, tens of thousands of people to run their own business. Uh, I have millionaires, uh, tons of millionaires and multimillionaires that are within our organization of the business. And, you know, the, the entire key to all of it is one word. One word, it's service. That's what it is. Love it, I love it. <laughs> Whether it's serving your customers, serving your clients, serving your people. You know, in, in uh, it's too funny, all this right now with the coronavirus, but in 1998, I went through this all before and you know, uh, all the currencies, the banks, like in Indonesia, I was running an organization. I had $970,000 saved. I was 30 grand away from that, from that target of making the million bucks. I was over five years in, 30 grand. And overnight, Soros speculated in Asia and turned the currency world upside down. The money, I had that $970,000 in Indonesia, it turned into like a quarter of a million overnight because the currency went from 2,000 rupiah to a dollar to 17,000. Oh man. And all the product I was selling was imported. My mentor, I called him and I said, look man, I just <laughs> lost 75% of my wealth and my people keep selling. I don't know how long we're gonna last. Mm. And he told me something very important. And this was 1998. I said, John, it's really simple. Your money or your people. You get to choose. You can take that quarter of a million dollars, go back home. But what about all your people? Yeah. What are they going to do? This episode is sponsored by the Talk Accelerator. Increase your influence, income, and impact. Get this completely free 45-minute training masterclass on how to become a TEDx speaker. And you can jump over talkxcelerator.com forward slash masterclass. Really digs into the three key secrets to landing your own TEDx talk. My whole goal was to buy my mom a house. And I was close. So I decided, you know, I'll take care of my people. I had to buy up local merchandise and I had to take care of them. Yeah. You're in a very similar position. Well, you know, in some ways now, obviously there's, <laughs> there's not much present for some of the crazy. I've been there. I've yeah. walked this road. Yes. I've walked this road. Yeah. I know the outcome. So if any of your listeners are listening, it's your money or your people. At the end of the day, Henry Ford said something coming together is, you know, all good and staying together 
is is great uh, or but you know staying together long term is really success and you know they just shut down the country here and i still have other countries that are selling in indonesia and thailand malaysia they're doing well malaysia just shut down for two weeks indonesia they're still selling here uh they're independent distributors so i have a head office team of 25 people on salary they're all work from home i'm cool with it great the other people i don't own nothing but they're not allowed to sell the goods that i've consigned to them so it's really simple they can't survive they can't eat dude mm. so we just bit the bullet and the bottom line is i sent them all uh, a month's worth of pay uh, for them to just stay at home and they cannot sell. They're not allowed to yeah. leave their homes. Yeah. And I'm fine with it. It's service. Yeah. Take what care of your people, man. And they're going to take care of you. Definitely. Definitely. I've got people that have been with me for 25 years, 25 years since I've been in Asia. You know why? Service, yep. man. Yep. As much as <laughs> you serve your customer, as much as you serve your client, you got to serve the people around you and make sure that they're winning. Who helped awaken your alpha? I mean, in that journey, it was, sounds very situational, but, and you said about, you mentioned about mentors was, I mean, there was that 1998 one, for example, but it could be before and even since, is there someone who particularly stood out of you of either just saying the right thing, either from afar or, you know, specifically close to you? Yeah. You know, uh, first and foremost was a guy named Danny Rowe. When I first, started uh, running my first business in, in the States, training people, uh, I struggled. I mean, I was great at sales and great at recruiting, but retaining and building the people up, uh, I was basically giving people a fish every day. And he came out to my office and he said, you know, you need to be retrained. You're not doing enough sales to maintain having an office in Denver, Colorado. His name was Danny Rowe. And he was a champion vice president in within the organization I was involved with. And I'm like, you know, I'm not short money. I'm not going anywhere. Uh, you, you can't shut me down. And he was essentially there to shut my business down because our sales sucked. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and I said, no, man, you can't do this to me. And he goes, well, you're feeding your people. And I'm like, what are you talking about? They live with me, they use my cars, they go in the field, you know, I help them out with, with lunch. And he's like, exactly. Mm. You're not helping anybody. You're hurting them. You give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. You teach him to fish and he'll eat for the rest of his life and he'll never forget you, he'll never leave you. And that was one of my biggest influences. Uh, was the biggest influence of my life within the business. And then outside that business, I, I, I started listening to his advice and then I started separating myself from my people, allowing myself a cushion between them so that I could sustain a level of leadership without them taking advantage of my generosity. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And it said, you know. And so I started having dinners uh, every night and I read the book, Awaken the Giant Within from Tony Robbins. Ah, uh, yeah, we just, we mentioned that about before, before the interview, definitely. Yeah, and I read that book and I didn't, and I, I, I saw fire walks and stuff on, you know, brochures 
on hotels when I would go pitch door to door. But I never went to any of his stuff. I didn't know who he was. I just saw that book, Awaken the Giant. I read it. And I applied the principles to it to my life. Uh, you know, 10 years later, I actually traveled the world with Tony and became a platinum partner and uh, became a friend. And uh, he's an amazing guy. And uh, I applied uh, some of the principles that he uses to my life. Ultimately, I learned from Danny Rowe. I got some strategies from him. But the street, the street was my biggest teacher. Yeah. Before I forget, you like, I'm, I want to send you a copy of my book, Awaken Your Alpha. I think you'll get something out of that. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Um, but also, I'm interviewing um, Tony's son, Jarek Robbins, you know, in about an hour or so. What one question would you ask him if you had the opportunity? <laughs> I'll pass it on. I traveled with Tony in Africa, Fiji, around the world as a platinum partner. When I was doing that, that was back in 2002. Jarek was a young, young man then, you know, just up and coming. And he was going through his own challenges in life as well. If I was asking Jarek a question, it would be, how are you planning to position yourself as your own man outside of Tony? Yeah. Uh, yet using his advice and influence because i'm a new dad too and there's no there's no greater thing in the world than being a dad oh i'm with you on that i got two boys absolutely love no them. greater thing my boys just turned two and uh it's the greatest thing that's ever happened in my entire life so we're going to jump into the alpha round and i like to start that off with is there a particular quote that really sums up either your approach to life or just a, a favorite all-time quote yeah don't complain about what you entertain. Mm. Do you want to explain that a little bit more? Yeah. So if you entertain negatives, you entertain the problems, you entertain challenges, you entertain them as being bad, it's, then you, it's on you. Because the story doesn't matter, the situation doesn't matter, the problem doesn't matter. It's what are you going to do about it? Because ultimately, it's not the, the past doesn't equal the future. Look where you're going, not where you've been. So if you entertain toxic people, entertain negative uh, situations, like right now, I mean, I'm on coronavirus lockdown in Metro Manila. <laughs> Man, the, uh, the last three days, I played tennis for two and a half hours every morning. I'm swimming with my boy. I'm putting together puzzles. I spend time with my lady. I still call my team. I'm in touch with everything that's going on. And you know, it's costing me tens of thousands of dollars a week, but it, it's no big deal mm. because that's what I'm investing back in my people. And I'm alive. My people are alive. None, not one of them is sick. Things are good. I love it. I love, I, and this is why I love doing the podcast because, you know, I, I avoid the mainstream media because, you know, we, we need you on the mainstream media for starters because I'm loving this. Um, you mentioned a very impactful book, so that likely would be it. Um, Awaken the Giant Within. We got that right here. But um, is that the, the book that was very impactful you at a specific time? Or was there any other book recommendations? Was there another one? Or if, if that is the one, that's absolutely fine too. 
Well, early on in my career, that was, that was, you know, the, the, the aha moment, you know, mm-hmm. of becoming aware. And then, uh, since then there's been like, as far as enlightenment books, because there's a lot of great books out yeah. there. I mean, well, I suppose when it comes to, let's say then let's take another track, another track in terms of like sales, is there ever a book, um, maybe you've written it. Is there ever a book that you thought that is a really good sales book or one that you might even give to members of your team and it might not be specifically sales but it might help them with their abilities yeah the the sales machine is coming out and uh and this is a book that i've written for my organization and i'm talking to publishers right now and it's it's got four pillars of driving sales and that's rewards recognition competition compensation Mm. and it's got four pillars of retention, which are relationships, environment, growth, purpose. Like why do people stay around forever 25 years? If the relationship's not there, if the environment's toxic, if they're not growing, or if they don't feel like it's purposeful to be involved, they don't stick around. So there's the four pillars of driving sales. There's the four pillars of retention. There's the four pillars of training individuals. And those pillars are, number one, it's got to be expert content, meaning proven content that has worked, that is battle tested, that, pro- that allows people to be tried and tested. So if it's got expert content, it's repetitive it's got accountability aspects where people are tried and tested and there's role playing it's interactive then you can scale any sales force and finally it's it's all about marketing if you want to really empower your sales team you want to be able to allow your products and services to become the nectar And the only way you can allow them to become the nectar is if your products and services are good enough to to be a part of the ice method, what I call the ice method, which is attract the the right people, influence, convert, and elevate. You want to convert them into customers, but ultimately you want to elevate them into raving fans. And when you can do that, and you put all that formula together, you can build a sales force of 4,000 people. And I know. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. And um, it works. From your network and having gone through the bulk of the interview now, who would you recommend would be a great guest and give some great value to the Awaken Your Alpha podcast? Is there anyone who jumps to mind? Yeah, I have a vice president. that This guy is just a machine. He, he is an example of the sales machine. His name is Big. His name is actually Kringshack Titan, and he's a Thai guy, and uh, he's an amazing guy, one of the most successful people I've ever trained. And this guy has promoted more vice presidents than even I have in Southeast Asia. We have car programs. We've given away 50, 60 cars in the last, I don't know, seven, eight years. And, and we, have, you know, we allow our people to grow and even become partners. He's became a partner with the company. And uh, he's amazing. 
And another guy, but he's, he's not a limelight guy at all, zero, is my partner, Patrick Tang, who's amazing. I mean, last year in Thailand, they did just, we, we started selling condominiums. Mm-hmm. And in 2018, I'm not going to tell you the 19 numbers. In 2018, uh, just selling one and two bedroom condos in Vitaya, specifically only that market, $79 million in sales. Blimey. <laughs> Some big numbers. And that's not including what we do in skincare, car care, cosmetics, and software. Blimey. Like you say, it sounds like you, you, <laughs> you got your hands in a lot of things. You got, wow. No, I've got a lot of great people, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, then. And if people want to continue the conversation, what's the best way for them to connect with you? JohnRankins.com. Or, you know, you can add me on Facebook. Maybe the Facebook where? Instagram. Yeah, they can hook me up on Instagram. John Rankins Official. <laughs> Definitely. Well, I'll be making sure I'm all connected there. And I can't wait to share this episode. It's been an absolute pleasure. And stay safe. And uh, like you say, keep looking after your people. I love it. Yeah, man, you stay safe too. God bless. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Tracking down the finest alpha minds on the planet for you. This episode is sponsored by the Talk Accelerator. Increase your influence, income, and impact. If you've ever thought or dreamed or wondered what it would be like to do a TEDx talk, you can do that. So head over to talkxcelerator.com forward slash masterclass and you can get this completely free 45-minute training masterclass on how to become a TEDx speaker and thought leader in under 12 months without desperately chasing and wasting your time on the wrong opportunities. That training is brand new for 2021. You can jump over there. It really digs into the three key secrets to landing your own TEDx talk. All right, have a great week. Amplify your message and amplify your mission. Do the little guy a favor, subscribe and review. It'll help get him off my back.